There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the psychic scoop. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to Psychic Scoop. I'm your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis, here to walk you through the woo-woo. Today is a topic that I have been wanting to touch on for a while, and it definitely cuts deep. It's going to be an emotional-ish episode, so I definitely want you to have space for yourself and grace for yourself, compassion for yourself, and a container for yourself to digest the information. We're going to be talking about Chiron, aka the wounded healer. Now, Chiron is just such a fascination of mine in birth charts, like when I'm reading people's energies of Chiron and what it means for them and their healing. And, you know, it always tracks. It's always so spot on where it is in the birth chart and the revelations that it can really come to surface about your wounds, especially childhood wounding and how that Chiron is carried throughout your life. So we're going to get into all of that today. First things first, I wanted to see if there's any recent, you know, psychic scoop we can discuss. It's funny, I don't read the news. I actually am very conscious about the media I intake just because I'm so sensitive as a psychic. But in general, I don't want to like doom scroll or fall into conspiracies or anything like that. I'm just a sensitive person. And I realized that like very early, even before I realized my mediumship gifts, I realized that I can't consume a bunch of news because I would sit there and cry all day long. Like I would see a story that was on if my parents were watching the news and I would see a story, you know, about someone's house burning down or, you know, some some sad, tragic, you know, thing that happened in our neighborhood or community on our local news station. And it would stay with me the rest of the day. And I'm sure if you're an empath, you can definitely relate to that. So as I'm trying to find like the actual recent scoop, I literally have to Google things. Like obviously I'm going to talk about things that I feel in my heart or, or topics or ideas that are coming to me, right? That are being shown to me by spirit because that's how I operate. Like I I truly believe, you know, your algorithm, your feed, like on TikTok or Instagram, you know, it is being forced. I don't want to say forced. I mean, you're like electively choosing to be on it, but it is being fed to you in a way that you can still get, you know, messages and signs from from your scrolling. At least I try to find meaning in something. Sometimes it's random. But anyway, I digress. Today, um, the news was interesting. The very first thing that I saw (laughs) when I pulled up a magazine article, and I can't even make this up, Jennifer Aniston admits to trying a salmon sperm facial. This is the hard-hitting front page news, folks. We are in a time and age where salmon sperm, I can't even say that, say that three times fast, salmon sperm, salmon sperm, salmon sperm, (laughs) facial. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. I had to look up Jennifer Aniston's birth chart because there has just been such a fascination with her and her, like surrounding her health, like the Jennifer Aniston salad. I'm sure you've heard of it, you know, where she basically, it sounded like she just starved herself for all the years that she was on Friends. Uh, I hope that's not the case. But she had this salad every single day. And I'm like, this is screaming Sixth House Planets because not only is it like controlling like you find a fascination or, you know, like an obsession with certain types of food. I see that a lot with Sixth House placements. But also that rules health and skin and diet and the birth chart. So I pulled up her birth chart. And of course, homegirl is a Libra rising. That's why she's so gorgeous, ruled by Venus. But her Venus is literally sitting in her sixth house. I knew it. And her north node's there too. So her chart ruler and her north node. So she's supposed to experiment and try very different things with her health as far as health is concerned. But her Saturn is also there. So it's interesting. I'd heard that she had issues with fertility and things later in her life. I'm not exactly sure the details, obviously, because, you know, that's an intimate detail. And sometimes I feel weird reading celebrities or people that haven't given me consent. So this is a very like basic surfacey reading. But, you know, that's very that's all very fascinating. So that that was the main headline. You know what else is going on? Uh, the SAG strike and the writer strike is still going on. This is another thing that felt very close to my heart. Uh, I've talked about it before, but, you know, I have a history, history. <laughs> I have a long history with the entertainment industry, but, you know, I, I am a storyteller and I have a passion for performing and I used to be an actor and, you know, I'm in, I'm in the union and, I am also a screenwriter. I write about spiritual concepts and psychic mediums, and I've written two screenplays, dark comedies about spiritual stuff. So this is very close to home, and this is so screaming Pluto and Aquarius to me, like fighting for rights. Pluto just went into Aquarius too, and, and we have a long road of this. It's in Aquarius till 2043. Not saying the strikes. We have the long road. Well, hopefully not. But there's definitely collective needs being met to strike down any sort of capitalism or any greed, corporations, things like that. Very Pluto in Aquarius. So this is the new paradigm, the new age of Aquarius. And we're going to be seeing a lot of reform happening in a lot of different unions and workspaces and forces. I mean, this is only the beginning. And I really hope that we stand our ground on this and people get what they deserve. Like the people who are you know, fighting like the small people in the movies that, you know, work their entire lives to get a role in something. And it can even be a big role or a small role. And they still can't afford health insurance. They still can't afford rent. You know, I was on SAG health insurance for five years. And when COVID happened, you know, everything shut down. I I couldn't afford health insurance. I, I didn't qualify anymore. I didn't make enough money. And then you know, it's they raised it to be double the quota that you had to make. So a lot of people have been out of work and it's sad. It's really sad. And I just hope that the beautiful creative people that are bringing us our entertainment are heard, more importantly, uh, compensated for the work that they deserve. They deserve it. And I feel like 
they should strike as long as possible to get what they want. Also, Britney Spears and Sam filed for divorce. So Venus Retrograde took another hit. I mean, did, did this surprise anyone? I mean, like, again, I'm not into conspiracies at all. I, I mean, I'm open-minded, so I hear everything. Uh, but I, there's been so much swirling that this marriage wasn't even real, that he's a handler, that she's still not free. I mean, there's so much going on with them and and we don't really know the full truth. I hope that she finds a way to break free from any toxic people that are holding her back. That reminds me, actually, I should look at her birth chart and see where her Chiron is. We're talking about trauma today and wounding. I'm curious. Hold on. I'm going to look at that right now. Oh my gosh, y'all, you're not going to believe this. I can't believe I haven't looked at this before. Her Chiron's in the eighth house in Taurus. Eighth house is financial institutions and challenges and betrayal and issues around intimacy and joint finances. Like this is crazy. I mean, I'm not surprised. Astrology is always right. But in Taurus too, it, it rules like feeling unworthy or struggling with finances or finding stability and confronting these wounds. But man, oh man, it literally also Taurus, how you handle shared resources, both emotional and material. So wounds around trusting. Also Taurus rules the throat, issues about speaking your truth. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I really hope Brittany's okay and... For those of you that grew up in the 80s and 90s, or anyone really, she was such um, in a huge part of our lives growing up, for me at least as a millennial. I hope she's okay, and I hope there's some light at the end of the tunnel, and maybe she can find someone that makes her happy, and I, I don't know exactly what's going on there. I'd love to hear your thoughts, actually, and, and what you think is going on, because I've heard many conspiracies, and then I've also heard other sides. So I don't feel, I'm not even feeling like a psychic hit on that actually, but I feel like her book, I don't know if that was a hundred percent written by her. I feel like it was forced for some financial reason and I'm, I'm weary to support it, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, that covered a little bit of the scooper scoop. I guess the last thing I'll say as we're talking about things that are current is, you know, the devastation that happened in Maui and Lahaina. And if you are someone that can support any resources monetarily, emotionally, anything you can do, I'm actually, I posted a fundraiser that I supported on my Instagram. So take a look at that. Or, or there's like a Google sheet going around for the families that were affected. It is so freaking tragic. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on. I feel like actually more news about that is going to come to light. Like something is going to be shown. I just feel like there's going to be evidence or facts that are going to come up that not that it was a man-made fire, but there's going to be more and more evidence of how shady it was. I just feel nothing but shade surrounding it, and it doesn't feel good to me. And Mercury retrograde, you know, always things come to light, things need to be reviewed, things are miscommunicated, 
I mean, I survived a hurricane. I'm quoting hurricane because in LA, they said there was going to be Hurricane Hillary and, you know, all of us were super worried and it was just a tropical rainstorm. It wasn't anything. I mean, I know there was flooding and devastation in other areas, but yeah, that just screamed Mercury retrograde to me. It screamed miscommunication and no one knew what was happening and everyone was confused. So There's that. Let's get into Chiron because that is the main focus of the episode. Thank you for bumbling along. Is that even a word? Bumbling along with me? (laughs) Fumbling, I think, is what I was searching for. I got it eventually. Yeah, I'm still going to talk about like spiritual topics and stuff. So let's just let's get into Chiron and you can find out what it means for you in your life and in your birth chart. I want to talk a little bit about the Greek mythology behind Chiron because that's how it got its name and reputation, and I just found it super fascinating. So in Greek mythology, Chiron was half human and half horse, which contributed to his very distinctive appearance. Now, he was known for being a teacher and a mentor to a lot of the other Greek heroes, including Achilles, Hercules. So he was known for his expertise in medicine, music, archery, herbalism, And one of the most well-known myths about Chiron, of course, is his tragic wounding. According to legend, Chiron accidentally struck himself with a poisoned arrow during battle. And that poison was extremely potent and incurable. So despite his knowledge of healing, Chiron was unable to heal himself due to the nature of the wound. However, he was immortal, so he couldn't die. So this left him in a perpetual state of suffering. So because he had no ability to heal his own wound, that led to the famous nickname, the wounded healer. And it symbolizes the idea that even though he possesses great wisdom and healing abilities, you know, he can't fully cure himself. So in some versions of the myth, Zeus acknowledges Chiron's suffering and allows him to trade his immortality for the life of another. So Chiron willingly sacrifices himself, and in return, he was placed among the stars as the constellation we know today. So the myth highlights themes of wisdom, mentorship, healing, and the complex relationship between your own suffering and your own knowledge. Wow, mic drop. Okay, so you might be thinking that's a great, cool story, but where does this fit into astrology? So Chiron's introduction to astrology is actually kind of layered because there's so many different interpretations. But basically, the discovery of the asteroid was made in 1977, and it marked this this shift in astrology in a big way because of the concept of the wounded healer. And the significance of Chiron has really grown over time. And People have really acknowledged how healing these deep-seated wounds are important, especially the Chiron placement, like where it is in your astrology chart, like the different houses and the signs are highlight different areas of vulnerabilities so that personal growth and healing can occur. That symbolism has found many different, you know, approaches in chart analysis. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Chiron in your birth chart and the symbolism there. I've seen it in so many different ways. I always call it like the the stone in someone's shoe, the Achilles heel. I, I've said that before, even on the pod. It's like 
that thing that is never fully quite healed, but you know it's there. And even by just acknowledging that it's there, it's going to bring you this like deep empowerment and compassion and a more authentic relationship with it, truly. So when you're looking at your own birth chart to look for Chiron, uh, you're going to want to look for It looks kind of like a key, and it's an asteroid between Saturn and Uranus. I forgot to mention that when I was talking about it, but it is an asteroid, so some astrologers do not mention it. I know whenever I give a reading, I always mention it because it has been a revolutionary placement in my chart and has shed a lot of light on my healing journey. It's just ironic because I'm I'm recording this after I had a very hard conversation with a family member who I, I rarely even talk to anyway because of how difficult the conversations have been. And honestly, like just to be so transparent, it it was so hard. I was sobbing and it's still just such an interesting dynamic in my family. And as I've talked about before, you know, I have made a active and conscious decision to separate from my family, to become estranged. And I made the decision to go no contact with my father first five years ago this month, actually. And since then, you know, I've made boundaries really clear. My mental health has gotten so much better. My personal empowerment has just gotten strong. And although, you know, not having a relationship with my family or my brother or even like, you know, new family members coming in like as as nieces and nephews, although that's been really difficult for me. I don't know, like the loneliness that I feel now is nothing compared to the loneliness I felt while I was the scapegoat in that family. I just wanted to encourage anyone else that has a complicated relationship with family. I mean, who who doesn't? But through a lifetime of abuse and psychological controlling, enmeshment and codependency and things like that, stepping away from that and building a healthier family and group of friends or my family, that has been life-changing. I'm in a much happier and healthier place because of it. I don't even think I would have the success that I have now if it weren't for me stepping away and making myself a priority for the first time in my freaking life. So I am... I'm here to shed that light to you. And I know it's a mission to advocate and talk about this family dynamics and scapegoats and especially in a narcissistic family dynamic. But I'm here to talk about that with you. And uh, I love you if you're feeling pain or estrangement from family or you've chosen to step away. It's a really hard decision. And I hope you know how proud I am for you to do that. So my Chiron is very close to my ascendant and my rising sign. It's conjunct and it's also in my 12th house and it's in cancer. So not only does it show me like that is a psychic channel in my birth chart, but it also shows me that in cancer, I'm going to have issues with family. It's interesting to see it there. Uh, especially staying in a family unit that is so unhealthy and so delusional and toxic. I don't know how else to describe it. And that was me staying in the family bleeding out. I was always trying to just be a good girl, be a good daughter, be what they wanted me to be to feel loved. So the overall impression that I've had with Chiron is that I am an intuitive healer and I can speak my truth. And I've seen the dynamics of 
really unstable behavior. And now I have a deeper connection to my emotional well-being and my and my greater sense of wholeness comes from those wounds. Chiron is also a teacher in some ways. You know, whatever you you've been wounded from or, or felt deep hurt from, that is a pain point that you can share with other people. And that vulnerability is so special that people want to hear about that. And potentially you might just by talking about it or going through it and getting on the other side, like you can be a source of inspiration for someone that's going through the same. So that's why I felt the need to share that, especially, you know, as I'm coming to the microphone today with a little bit of a heavier heart without going into too much detail, even though I totally did. Let's talk about where Chiron is in your chart and and what this might might mean. So um, if you need to pause it, go ahead. I want you to pull up your birth chart uh, and you can find where Chiron is. And I want you to look at the Chiron zodiac sign, like where it is, uh, whatever zodiac sign that's in. And then you want to look at what house it's in. All right, I'm going to go through all of the zodiac placements and the houses very briefly. And something I want to say before we get started is this is just going to be like a a brief introduction. Obviously, Chiron can go very deep for interpretation, and that's when you have to do your own field research or get a reading to really understand because Chiron will might be working a different way in your birth chart and things like that. And the other thing I want to say is the reason it's called the healer, the wounded healer, is because it's something that is easy, easily fixed, which is great. So the that, that's the silver lining here. So it's really about embracing that wound. It's, you know, it's similar to Pluto in that way. Like once you own it and you really truly like accept and embrace that that was a part of who you were or part of your identity, if you if you resonate with this Chiron placement, that it's something that you can eventually teach other people or something that you're supposed to, you know, come on the other side of. It's not something that's supposed to hold you back or hold you down. So that being said, let's dip into it. Let's go through, I'll just go through in order. So if you have Chiron in Aries or Chiron in the first house, you know, this is going to focus on your sense of identity and self. So you might have wounds relating to asserting yourself, like maybe putting yourself out there. You might feel some imposter syndrome, or maybe you don't have like the bravery to initiate something new or take a big risk, even if you're feeling stagnant. So it might just be a self-confidence thing. But through healing this, you can really embrace your assertiveness and your uniqueness. So this placement, Chiron and Aries, or the first house, it teaches you to heal by embracing your courage and really authentically being yourself. And despite any insecurity you have, like really stepping into your own skin and, and owning it. Now, Chiron in Taurus, or the second house, it can bring up wounds related to self-worth, material security, stability, you know, with this placement, you might not really value yourself, or you might feel a lack of abundance, like, you know, maybe you're always in scarcity mindset when it comes to money. So through healing this, you need to cultivate a stable sense of value. Maybe you learn in investing and saving, and this placement can teach you how to heal heal your intrinsic worth, right? Finding that 
stable ground rather than seeking it from outside sources. I also see with a lot of Chiron Taurus, uh, like I kind of mentioned previously with Britney Spears, but sometimes I do see people have difficulty like using their voice. And sometimes people who have Chiron Taurus, like they actually have beautiful singing voices and they use those voices to like, to sing and, and heal trauma and like actually sing about the trauma and and write beautiful song lyrics. I've seen that before. So that's, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this at this placement and you're like, I don't really like singing, that's totally fine. It's more so for the Chiron and Taurus bit, but something to think about using your voice. Chiron and Gemini or the third house can manifest to wounds of communication, learning, and maybe connecting with others or connecting with the city you live in. So you might have difficulty really like expressing yourself or forming like deep, meaningful connections. Uh, Maybe even it can be online. Like you're feeling like you can't really talk about your authentic voice or you're finding ways to connect deeper to it, but it's feeling off. So Chiron, Chiron in this placement can teach you to heal that by being open, you know, learn to communicate your feelings and experiences without fear or judgment. That's the biggest thing. Like who gives a rat's what people think of you? Like just say what you feel and and wear your heart on your sleeve. And Chiron and Gemini, this is a great, great placement to do that. And the third house too, it can come up with um, sibling wounds, like not connecting with a sibling or having a competition with a sibling or just feeling like not cut from the same cloth as a sibling that can happen. So with this placement, if you're feeling any wounding towards how you're showing up online, I would just throw that all away. Don't have any expectation of, of viewership or follower counts or anything like that. That'll come from you being authentic and speaking your truth. I promise. Now, Chiron and Cancer, I touched on because this is actually my placement, but there are wounds related to emotions, family, or maybe even a sense of belonging. So people who have this placement, they may have experienced early emotional traumas or issues with family dynamics. And I can also see a lot of codependency happening with this placement. Like maybe parents relied on you a little too much. Maybe you were the parent to your parents. Maybe you still are the parent to your parents. Or maybe even like outside family treating you differently or saying things that really lay on you. Uh, There's just emotional trauma that can be experienced really early in life where you needed security that you didn't necessarily get. So by healing this, it's through nurturing yourself and being your own mom, like healing that mother wound. And I'm not talking about like your actual mom because you might have a great relationship with your mom. It's more so like healing that inner child that you have within yourself. And and more so too, it's tough because inner child actually rules Leo, but it's more so like the childhood that you wished you had. And maybe if you felt isolated, or even if you had a great, a great family or a great dynamic, there was still a sense of like emotional belonging or maybe feeling a little more seen. So here is really about establishing healthy boundaries with family, finding comfort within yourself and using your intuition to heal, to heal those wounds. But but boundaries and codependency is something I see quite often with this placement and healing that uh, and finding your independence is very important. Chiron and Leo or the fifth house can bring up wounds of self-expression, creativity, recognition. So you might experience 
challenges in getting your talents out there you or feeling seen for your talents. Like maybe there's something you really want to do in in a public space like that has to do with your creativity and maybe you can't find your authentic voice or maybe you don't have the confidence or you're trying to find the confidence to put yourself out there and or maybe this is just about playing and having fun and shining your light doesn't necessarily have to be about divine creativity even though I've found that it's pretty linked so it's really about shining your light in the face of any past criticism and truly believing in who you are and and playing and finding that joy wherever you can. Chiron in Virgo or the sixth house can manifest in a lot of perfectionism and, and self-criticism and negative self-talk. And there's sometimes even wounds of like health, especially when the sixth house is involved. So this is really about embracing self-care, self-acceptance, finding balance and attention to detail. Sometimes I do see people who have this placement, they have history of eating disorders or body dysmorphia, things like that can happen because they're so hyper-focused on what they're consuming or how their body looks in comparison to others. And that's where that perfectionism comes in. I can also see compulsions uh, happening with this placement where they obsess a lot about things and then they go through a compulsion. Uh, Again, though, this is more, you know, mental health stuff. So I don't want to go too far with that. But I want to say like, it's about accepting your imperfections and loving yourself for exactly who you are, fostering the self-care and self-awareness that is your form of healing, that it's okay to be imperfect. That's actually exactly how you're meant to be. No one's perfect. No one is. And uh, self-acceptance for sure. Chiron and Libra or the seventh house can bring up wounds related to relationships or harmony, balance. So you might have experienced challenges in forming and maintaining partnerships or maybe finding a sense of connection with certain people could be romantic, but it could just be any healthy relationships one-on-one and really finding that harmony within that relationship, those dynamics. So addressing relationship patterns, like maybe putting up healthy boundaries, seeking balance within those boundaries and having respect for yourself. Like if you see red flags or people are, you know, taking taking your kindness for weakness, things like that can happen with the seventh house Chiron. And I also sometimes seeing people making mistakes or marrying too early and then, you know, going through a divorce or refinding someone later in life after that wound has healed. But it's definitely a thing of like, don't ignore the red flags, especially because this one has a lot to do with like relationships with other people. You have a keen awareness of what it means to connect with people. So if you're feeling a disconnection, that's your intuition telling you something. So you don't have to like mold and change who you are to get someone to like you. Just be who you are and the right people will find you. That's my biggest lesson for someone who has Chiron and Libra or the seventh house. So Chiron and Scorpio or the eighth house can manifest as wounds all related to power, power dynamics in your life and surrounding authority figures, things like that. So I already mentioned Britney Spears, which is actually a really good example because, you know, her Chiron's in the eighth house. 
it's obviously going to look a little differently for everybody, but she was placed under a conservatorship. And again, eighth house has to do with money and institutions. So an intimacy and transformation, death and rebirth. So this is interesting. You can have deep emotional wounds with struggling, letting go, like maybe truly you're not facing your fears or you're not embracing vulnerability. And, and, you know, this is also the house of hidden, hidden things can happen sometimes with eighth house and bringing those to light. So with that being said, it's very interesting that there's many different ways you can slice this one. So I would look at money, especially inheritance or shared money in resources that comes up quite often with this placement look into your own healing and your own relationships with people if you've been in toxic relationships or been taken advantage of or if you're not letting go of anything or finding trouble staying in something that's not right for you even though you know it's not right for you look into that to heal that with chiron and scorpio or eighth house Chiron and Sagittarius or ninth house can bring up wounds of belief systems. I see this so often in my clients. This one, for whatever reason, like always hits home. But Chiron in the ninth or Sag, but but especially in the ninth, I see that it has a lot to do with actually like organized religion where someone would be raised in a religion that was very rigid or strict that they didn't necessarily believe in. It can also mean that maybe someone with this placement doesn't really find a connection to religion or they have different belief systems. Like maybe they even alter the other way, like toward atheism and things like that, or they just need to develop their own spirituality. This happens a lot. It has to do with expansion. So sometimes they might feel small, like they they can't scale. Uh, and it also rules travel. So sometimes I have seen with this placement, people can be scared of travel or have fears surrounding travel. And that doesn't mean that someone with this placement is going to have a bad travel experience. Not not nothing like that. It's it's all about the conditioning surrounding you know all all of those things. So you know, how to heal this is explore spirituality and philosophy, seek higher knowledge, um, go back to classes and courses if you need to. Embrace diversity in your perspective and diversity in, in culture. And that's going to be really helpful for this placement. Chiron and Capricorn are in the 10th house points to wounds of structure, achievement, and, you know, most of the time it can also be like public reputation or your long-term job. So sometimes I see people with this placement that just have challenges like asserting themselves within a system. Like maybe they never really felt like their job or their path was right for them. Maybe they have trouble with like authority figures or like being micromanaged or I want to be the boss because I don't want people to boss me around. There's definitely some of that. Um, also that public, you know, that public reputation thing. Sometimes they feel scared to put themselves out there because they don't want ridic ridicule or criticism. So with this placement, it's really about finding your own sense of authority and really like manifesting through a healed place and redefining what success means to you. Because people with this placement, Chiron, um, sorry, Chiron in Capricorn or the 10th, they have this idea of what success is. I'll be successful if I have this, this, that, or I won't make it until I make this much money or have this much, whatever, fill in the blank. And that's actually not true. 
you are already successful. It's about your resilience when you're knocked down, getting back up and continuing through long-term success. Any Capricorn placement, unfortunately or fortunately, is about long-term gains. Chiron and Aquarius or the 11th house can manifest in different ways of maybe community, innovation, individuality, autonomy. So you might experience challenges in finding a group, a community of friends that you really fit in with, or maybe you do have different ideas and they're really quirky and they're off the cuff, yet you feel like you can't be seen for these ideas or you feel weird bringing it to a group or to a family or things like that. So it's really about embracing your uniqueness and what makes you different and not trying to fit into a mold to be liked by a community or people. And this also has to do with manifestation. So there can even be sometimes like a little lack of like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm, I'm confused. And, you know, what am I, what am I here to do exactly? And, and embrace the eccentric part of your personality. You're, you're supposed to contribute to collective progress and, and form authentic connections and ideas with other people. So not putting pressure on yourself to fit in, uh, Sometimes in this placement, I can see that this person, these people can be bullied or misunderstood in, in especially big environments where there's a lot of people, which, you know, that is always so sad, you know, when this tracks in someone's chart. But healing through that and teaching other people to be inclusive and unique and exciting, I mean, that's definitely this Aquarian slash 11th house is those challenges become a lot easier when you realize you're an individual as a part of a group. Like not everyone needs to look and feel and speak the same, that you are unique and that is something that is a gift. Chiron and Pisces or the 12th house can definitely bring up wounds relating to boundaries for sure, but also spirituality and, you know, spirit consciousness because the 12th house is, you know, other, other realms and it does also rule like hidden, hidden things and things that you don't want to share. So it could be gifts you don't want to share. I mean, for me, because I have this uh, Chiron in 12th, it was me not wanting to admit I was a psychic for forever. <laughs> for as long, you know, until I was like 18, you know, I, I hid it for a long time. But also people have this, have this placement can experience escapism and wanting to forget about it and wanting to sweep things under the rug. And there's emotional boundaries that need to be put in place and and accepting that you do have a spiritual connection. And it's actually a big gift of yours is the spiritual connection you have in your intuition. So embrace your intuitive gifts, find healthy ways to navigate your emotional body and and really connect with your higher self. And, and 12th house too has a lot to do with mental health. So are you taking care of your mental health? Do you need to seek help? Do you, are you doing any type of work? Is it something you need to maybe look into? I mean, people with this placement, avid therapy is actually considered healthy. I think this placement is really soft and also very hard. It can be very sensitive, a sensitive place because you feel the wounds very deeply on your chest and any of the water signs too, you do. All right. I went through all 12 
Let me know what you thought of this episode. I always like to hear feedback. You can hit me up, psychicscooppodcast at gmail.com. I'm always open for podcast suggestions, what you'd like to hear on the podcast, what, what do you want me to talk about next. If you have any good spooky ghost stories, I love, love, love ghost stories uh, or any any stories you want to share. Or you can find me on Instagram, spirit underscore sis and TikTok, spirit sis and my website, spiritsis.com. So this was a little bit of a toughy one for me to get through, but it felt super cathartic. And I am just so happy you're here with me. I'm super grateful. If you haven't yet, please drop a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That helps me so, so much. Have compassion for yourself today and give yourself a little hug. I'm doing it right now. Talk to you soon. Bye.